Hello, class, and welcome to the 12th episode of A Plus Anime. I am your teacher, Ian Preschel, and this is my TA, Nato Johnston. How are you, Nato? Doing good. Season two, here we go. We got renewed. We got <laughs> renewed. We did it. I think of this, I like to think of this more as our beach episode. Because we're in the summertime. Beach episode. Like, you know, every anime has like a beach episode where like they all go to the beach and you see all the, the characters in their like bikinis or like in their like summer clothes or whatever. Yeah. This is kind of like our yeah. beach episode. We're a little bit more which, which relaxed. Is, which is actually really like a good kind of segue into, well, not now. I'm not going to segue now, but just remember this point as the segue, like a time portal segue into what we will be discussing this week. Because. Because. On fanfare. The, oh, God. Fan, 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 fan service. service. There you go. So yeah. on this show, we take the top-rated anime and test them to see if they get an A-plus or an F and try to learn a little bit in the process. On today's podcast, on our 12th episode, we'll be discussing Tengen Topa Gurren Lagan. If you want to follow along with us at home, then go make sure you listen to the end of the episode when we tell you what our next anime on our watch list is going to be. So remember, like I said in the beginning, this is our summer season. So think of this as our beach episode. So it's a little bit more relaxed, and we want to talk about anime that we like. So Nato and I wrote down a list, and we're going to go through each of our favorite animes during the summer episodes. So Nato, how are you, buddy? What do you do this week? I started two new anime apart from Gurren Lagen. I started Blue Exorcist. Really, really loving that. Okay, so what's what's and, that about, by the way? Because I've I've heard a lot about it, but I haven't actually seen an episode. Um, he's the son of Satan. Oh yeah, that's normal. Yeah, sure. Pretty nonchalant about that and one. And he becomes an exorcist because he hates his dad. Because his real dad does. Oh, his real dad does bad stuff to his adoptive dad. So oh yeah, I actually goes, I actually think I saw the first episode of this. Back yeah. when it first aired, like, years ago. Uh, and I remember yeah, the so art style was pretty interesting looking. It's so nice. Like, I really love it. I'm really loving the plot, the animation, the pacing. It's slowed down a bit since now he's become an exorcist. Like, they gun pretty hard at the start, and then now we're in the training episodes and stuff like that. But, yeah, I'm pretty excited. The training montage, get- as it were. <laughs> No, I wish it was just a montage, but it's a, it's been a few episodes. Ah, we're training, okay, okay. So. so what? So you yeah. said you've been watching Blue Exorcist. What else? JoJo. I started JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. One of my favorite anime, like just purely even based off visuals. I haven't seen every season, but like they they have That's, such I, a I, aesthetic. I, I, they have such a strong aesthetic. Yeah, I tweeted about today. Like, it's so similar, but so different, and it's so hard. Like, there's easy things to, like, I, I know manga are technically cartoons, but it's really drawn like a cartoon cartoon. Like, it's got the, like, pows and kachows and, like, literally have them on the screen and stuff like that. And then it also, like, freeze frames and kind of is in a different color. And, like, when they go, like, <gasps> Yeah. I remember, I remember season one of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure being very like Americanized, if that makes any sense. Like, yes, like that's, that's what I mean. It's, it's rather than being a manga, it seems more like a comic book. Yeah. I feel like that's only really true. Maybe it's only in like season one and two. Cause right now I'm in season three uh, and that's Stardust Crusaders. And, and that's where the, he's the Japanese descendant. Yes. Yeah. Jotaro yeah. Kujo is his name. So yeah. So if you don't so, know, yeah, probably- if you don't know anything about Jojo, let me inform you. So Jojo's bizarre adventure or some people just call it Jojo is a, I guess, anthology series because it follows a different yeah. person. It follows a different person every season. And well, no, season one is this, the, like the original Jojo. Yeah. And then it's also his uh, grandson. Yeah, his descendant. The or first yeah. So Yeah, so that's all in just the first season. Yeah, so the first season, or every season of the show follows a different person that also has the name Jojo. And that's, like, why it's called Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. And the first two seasons follow uh, Jonathan Joestar and Joseph Joestar. And yeah. they follow, like, there's paranormal stuff. There's... There's some vampires. There's some old ancient beings. Yeah, it's, and it's stuff. like it's like Victorian vampire. Yeah, 
setting, but because yeah. it's like it's it's 18th century England, it's mostly set. Well, Joseph is set in America, but it's still the like 1900s, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's very interesting. It's it's very over the top. So like, if you want, you know how people say like, oh, look at Dragon Ball Z, it's so anime. Like, no, I feel like JoJo more than any other show is super anime and like is almost the epitome of yeah, that stereotype. Yeah, but it's not at the same time. As I said, like it's it feels more like, oh, that's what it's like. It's like, is it seventies or eighties Batman? The like, ka-chow, pow, yeah, yeah, boom, yeah. yeah. Golly gee, it's like, Robin. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's so good. It's like one of those. But yeah, I, I'm really enjoying that. It's funny that you're watching season one and two of JoJo because I'm actually watching the third season. So and thir- season three takes a completely different, uh, like tone, not tonal shift, but like. Uh, there's like a giant plot device that makes it very different from the previous show. So yeah. every season you kind of get something where, completely that, that's different. That's where they've got like the the avatars or whatever they're called. They're called stands. Yeah, it? they're like these ghost ghost powers that are super cool. But yeah, so essentially the the appeal to me of JoJo is that every season is a completely different group of characters, completely different like storyline essentially. And so again, like uh, NATO is watching a Victorian vampire mystery. And I'm watching a like world, uh, what's called like a world globe trotting, like event to hunt this one person down. Like we're watching completely different shows, but they're on the same. Is it? Are they trying to find Dio? They're trying to find someone. I don't know yet. Yeah, I think it's going to be Dio. Yeah, I mean we'll see. Also, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone that is watching it. Um. Yeah. Um. You know what? One thing it does remind me, even like first, this is just first season because I haven't seen third. The characters are very similar to. I don't know if you watched. It's this is old. This is old, old anime. But Fist of the Northern Star. Yeah. No. It, I think they're they're supposed to look. They're visually they look very similar. Yeah. Just that like that bulking build and like the way they talk and then even even the violence it, it's it's a toned down version of northern star because like f- people were literally exploding while in this like their face explodes a little bit and stuff like that but yeah it's weird how they've done violence but it's not like horror like it's not similar it it, it could easily be as like graphic as something like helsing ultima ultima and stuff like that but it's it's really not but it's still very graphic. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. No, it's it's good. I like JoJo. So what yeah. else have you been watching? You watched Blue Exorcist? You watched JoJo? Anything else or no? Just Guru and Lagan, and that was about it. Nice. Anything else? Been marathoning them. You've been yeah, you've been you've been watching uh, a lot of episodes of Guru and Lagan. Yeah. Yeah, I got really far into it. That I, I can see the appeal. Okay, good. That's okay. So, I wish I, I so I wish I saw it when I was younger. Yeah. So, so for some context, the reason why we're watching Gurren Lagann this, this week is because it's one of my favorite anime of all time. And, uh, the thing about Gurren Lagann is that I feel like episode one is actually a really good, like solo story. Like you could end it right there and it would be pretty nice. But at the same time, a lot of people complain that the beginning parts of Gurren Lagann are slow and like, don't really show you what's good about it. And I I would say the complete opposite. Really? Okay. So, yeah. So, Gurren Lagan. So, do we want to get into it now? No. Well, let, let me let me do my week, and then we'll get into it in a little bit. But keep that yeah. in mind for the future. So, so for me, what I've been doing is I also watch JoJo. I watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventure season three, and I've also been watching Common Rider. So, if you haven't watched our or haven't listened to our other episodes, Common Rider is a Japanese tokusatsu show, and essentially, tokusatsu is a live action show, and. Uh, Kamen Rider is similar to Power Rangers in a lot of ways, and it features these guys that transform into these, like, it's kind of like Iron Man suits, essentially, that give them powers, and they fight against evil. Um, but Kamen Rider Exade, the reason why I'm so invested is because it is actually a video game season. So each character has a different video game power, and their um, the way they get their powers is through cartridges, like old NES cartridges, essentially. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I, Kamen Rider tends to take like two themes and mash them together. So this season is uh, doctors, like medical doctors, and video games. So all the main characters are <laughs> doctors, and all the enemies are uh, like viruses, because you can have a computer virus and a video game virus, and you can also have a human virus. Yeah. So like the the enemies in this game are like human representations of computer viruses. Nice. Yeah. 
and the viruses started within the video game, right? So one of the main characters is a NPC in a dancing uh, karaoke game. So like she's got dance, dance revolution. No, like no, her, uh, it's called Tokimeki <laughs> Crisis is the name of the game. Yeah. <laughs> so like it's it's super awesome. It's super cool. And um, and like the main one of the main villains is the uh, NPC of a puzzle game. Jesus yeah, so, so like Tetris. No, yeah, Tetris. like he, he, his costume, if you want to look it up, his name is Paradox in, in the, in the show and it's common writer eggs, aid, E-X-A-E-D. Um, and the character has like all these Tetris, Tetraminos all over his body at, on his costume. And he's wearing this cool, like black cape and stuff. It's super cool. So if you've never watched common writer, I would say, give it a shot. Uh, my favorite season is common writer Gaim. And the two themes in that one were, uh, fruit and uh, break dancing. So that was, Jesus yeah, it was, it's, Christ. it's so weird. It's so out there. If you like anime, then I think you would also like common writer. So yeah, before we get into the actual meat and potatoes of the podcast, uh, any feedback, you can tweet us at OKBeast now with the hashtag a plus anime, or you can email me at Ian at OKBeast.com. And of course, if you have a minute, leave us a review on iTunes because you know what? It helps other people find the show and it helps them check out great anime with us as a group. And again, if you have any feedback or anything you want to say to us, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Ian Why Not, I A N W H Y N O T. NATO is at NATO J18. So Yay. if you have specific feedback for us, like, oh man, NATO has like this wrong opinion about Jojo or actually Jojo said in Spain, not in, not in, in England or whatever, hit us up and we'll definitely get back to you. So, yeah. So I can tell you. Wrong. <laughs> wow. Mean. All right. So now let's get into it. We're going to talk about common, not common writer. Wow. I wish we were talking about common writer, but no, we were talking about Tengen Topa Gurren Lagan. and NATO. It seemed like you had something to say before. So how about you? How about you tell us what you were thinking? I'll start now, yeah. It gets into it quick. I don't understand what people are talking about. Like, f- first episode, he literally gets the drill and stuff like that, straight up. The two, the three, what's it look like? The three main characters get introduced straight away to you. Yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, I don't know what people are yipping and yapping I about. I think the problem is with Tengen Topa is that, so, the, yeah, that first episode, without knowing anything, right? If you don't know anything and you watch that first episode, you're like, all right, yeah, cool. But I think what a lot of people do or what a lot of people have done, at least that I know of, is that people will watch a clip on YouTube from, like, the movie or the final movie. So when, like, he's in the huge mecca. Yeah, like, like when – yeah, I, well, actually, we see in the beginning of the episode – no spoilers, really, obviously. But that opening shot that we see – like, they yeah. expect, you they see that clip, like, that first five seconds of the show, and they're like, oh, that's the entire show. And they expect it to mm. be like that the entire time with no buildup, right? Like, kind of like a Gundam show, I guess. Like, all, like Yeah, they, like, straight in. Yeah. Similar to, um, I think it's, I think it's O. Mm-hmm. I think it's O's that comes in straight, like, the Gundams rock up, like, instantly, and, and they're awesome from the start yeah. and stuff like that. And I think that's, like, what a lot of people say, and they end up watching the show, because it is a compelling show, and they say, oh, man, it was kind of slow in the beginning, I wish that they had gotten straight away to the, to the mech stuff or whatever. Um, but yeah, I've, I've heard that one complaint. Like, I think a, fr- a friend of ours, friend of the show, uh, Andrew Taylor, he said that he really loves the show, but uh, those first two or three episodes, he said, were not fast enough for him. Oh. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. I really... Because I, I've seen enough Mecha stuff these days that I'm like, I'd rather just learn about the characters. Like, the Mechas are always going to be awesome. Like, that's... If you have a show and you have bad, like, Mechas in them, like, what are you even doing? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So it's like they're, they're always going to be cool. So I'd like to also have cool characters as well. Yeah. And this starts building cool characters as well as having cool mechas as well. Yeah. And yeah, the main characters in the show are very, are very cool. I, I, my, I guess my one criticism of the show, again, no spoilers to the like past episode one or anything, is that if you're not a boy... I feel like this show can be sometimes hard to connect with. And I feel like that's my only yeah. criticism of it. And it, but again, yeah. if, if you can't tell, both what, NATO what is, and I are guys, the you know? name? Yoko. So she, look, look, 
All right, let's address the elephant in the room straight away. So, sorry, NATO, NATO, is... elephants in the room. There's two elephants. There's two. It was the joke about two elephants. Oh, okay, Jesus no? right. Christ. Um, we've talked about fan service a fair amount on this show, and this is probably one of the anime that sh- will give you a good example of fan service. Yes, you can dress your characters up the way any way you want, but. The exotic positions they put her, especially in that first episode, are definitely fan service. How she like leans over, the boobs are all like nearly jumping out of her yeah, like bra and stuff. In, my, in their defense, they're in the desert. You know what I mean? Like Kamina's shirt, Kamina's yeah, no, completely no, no, shirtless. No, no, I, that's you know? what I'm not saying. I'm not saying the what she's wearing is just the positions they draw oh, her yeah, in yeah, in that yeah. first episode. Like she's like leaning over the top of him and like nearly like bursting out yeah. of her outfit and stuff like that. And then there's like like one where she's like in a doggy pose and like the camera comes like right up her butt yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, okay, so th- the camera angles didn't really bother me that much. And again, I've seen this yeah. enti- the entirety of this the entirety of this show at least once or twice now. So like it doesn't really bother me as much. But back to what I was saying before is that if you aren't a guy, I feel like a lot of the themes in this show are like definitely surrounding like manhood and like surrounding yeah. like what it means to be a man. And then like, there's also, th- there's also other themes, right? Like you can interpret a lot of the stuff in the first episode as like maybe talking about heaven or talking about dreams or talking about your ideals. Right. Um, but yeah. I feel like on its surface level, it is a very like, like, ore, ore. this is about like what being a man is all about. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I wouldn't want to take it away from her character, though. She is still a super strong female character. Yeah. Though. Like, she's a badass. Yeah, like, Yoko doesn't... And that's... I was actually on the lookout for that this first episode. Like, does she do anything like, oh, no, I'm in trouble, help me. She's like, no. Yeah, no, she is not the person to be saved. Yeah. She she literally burst in shooting, saving them yeah. in that first And, like, first there's scene, one so. scene where she's like, all right, I have the perfect shot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the shot. And then Kamina gets in the way. And he's like, hey, hey, asshole, time to fight or whatever. And he completely ruins it all. And that's like, I think that was a kind of like funny play of like, you know, I I think he said like, oh, men, um, men call their opponent out before doing the final blow. And then he goes, she goes, I'm not a man. I'm a woman, you idiot. Like, so so I'm a bad. Exactly. Something like that. Like, so the show does play around with fan service a lot, but I feel like it also gives you the opposite where it does does the strong characters. It it is a bit saddening that it is. Drowned out by fan service because she is an awesome character. But you can have both. I think that's kind of like what the show is trying to trying to tell you is that like, okay, so let's try and encapsulate our thoughts together, right? So, what I was trying to say is that is that the fan service in this show, I feel like it's not as bad as other shows. No, no, but it's there. Yeah. It's and saying that it it is mostly just in that first episode, yeah. which is like the pilot episode, which is the episode to try and. You pitch to a studio or something like yeah. that. So, and then at the and same also, time, this is your first one to your audience to try. Yeah, like we can deny it all I want, but like boys want to see boobs. Most boys want to see boobs. You know, honestly, so, there's nothing wrong with that. And like for if if girls no. watch this show, Kamina is shirtless and a muscular guy the entire time. Exactly. So like I feel like I feel like this discussion. This is funny because we're talking about this show that is like a, a male centric show, right? Like a shonen style show. But like we we're now we're talking all about fan service and like the implications behind fan service and female characters. I know it's just, it's always just got to be pointed out because it can be pretty crazy used to. Yeah. It, and also as this is a show for new people, we've got to prepare them for the things that they like, you don't want somebody going in and seeing those things and being like hell uncomfortable and be yeah. like, Oh, I mean, is, yeah. is the whole thing going to be like yeah, this? So, cause yeah. like Western audiences, especially like an American audience where sexuality is like nearly a taboo in West, like American media and stuff like that. Yeah. Like you, while in the Japanese, it's completely opposite. Like sexualization is not taboo. So At least like in anime, yeah. it becomes just a normalized things. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, so this is kind of our little PSA that you're going to have fan service in shows, but it doesn't necessarily take away from the thematic elements of the show or what makes the show no. great. But I just want to say that for two more seconds. This is the studio that like revolutionized boob physics though, isn't it? Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Cause this show, this studio also does, again, we are probably going to talk about that other anime later in the, uh, in our season, but kill la kill. If you've heard of that, 
that's another show that talks about fan service and has like bouncing boobs. But again, they like play off of fan service in a funny way. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, this show definitely does. Because like have as much as I whinged physics. about it, man, those are some good boob physics. That is the best boob physics I've seen in an anime. That's, like they moved naturally ish. Like quote, in an to, anime. To way. quote NATO, I hate fan service. To quote NATO again, I love the way those boob physics were in this episode. Look, you have to give them credit. They are like how because the, usually they're just like boom bouncing like balloons usually and. The, no, none of them move the way that a normal breast would move, but in this they. All right. Yeah, well, this is well, going. this is well, was that good. was NATO's breast power hour today on A Plus Anime. <laughs> Tune in next time for for episode two of the Power Hour. So anyway, so now that we talked about our little like uh, our little <laughs> topic about fa- fan service and female representation in the anime medium, what did you think of the episode overall? I really love it. The, it, it I could not not love it and continue watching as many episodes as I yeah, did. Yeah, because I think night. you're like five episodes deep, right? Eight. Wow, Jesus. Yeah. Then again, people... Well, like JoJo, I started today and I'm 12 episodes what in What the now. hell is wrong with you? You're crazy. I can't do that. I I like to consume. Like once I start, that's like where people are like, oh, why haven't you watched this? It's like, because I, I only start an anime if I know I've got time to just consume it all straight away. That's not a bad way to do it. Uh, so for those who don't know, actually, I'm back in America... And speaking of consuming, I actually watched I, I watched seven episodes of JoJo over the course of a twelve hour flight. So if you do the math, that's not that many episodes over the time that I was on the plane. So I consume at a way slower rate than you do, NATO. Yeah. So geez, man, that's crazy. But anyway, tell me more about Gurren Lagan. Like, what are your thoughts on like? Is there anything that stood out to you? Like, was it the music or the characters, the animation? Like, like, tell me what stood out to you as someone who's never watched this before. I just like God. It's just one of those plots that can only work in anime. Like, this is why I love anime. It's it's a show that's based around drills, technically. Okay. Like everything points back to drills. Like, like that's the, the whole point of the thematic the, anchor of the show is the drill. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the drill. He has a drill as a key. He, like, his whole life he was, like, a drill person in the underground, like, hovels that they live yeah. in on on that version of Earth. All the special weapons he gets on his mecha all are related to drills and stuff like yeah. that. It's really cool. Yeah. I just like... So yeah. you think the, the most important thing for you in this show is that thematic imagery, that, that, that like, the representation of the drill as, like, that... That pushing yeah, it's kind of like how you talked about Kamen Rider, where like they have a theme and they kind of stick with it. This one, same with anime, like they just find something weird and like let's make a show about this. Yeah, it's like sports animes. It's like most people that watch anime and watch sport animes don't watch sport. I hate all team sports usually, and I fucking love sports animes. It's just animes just have such a good like. Yes, they're the anchor that anchors the anime, but it's not about that. It's about the stories that they build in these universes about drills in this instance. Yeah. I mean, if we're, if we're talking like, about sports anime and we're talking about imagery, uh, we talked about Haikyuu a couple episodes ago. And in that show specifically, they talk about uh, the wall. They talk about people's hands above the net as a wall and like a mountain that you yeah. need to like jump and run over. So again, like I love the way that anime use visual representations to to reflect these themes. I think it is very interesting. And I, I love the drill as a symbol as well. So, yeah. so is there anything else? Like, so that you like them thematically, right? So is there anything like maybe like, did the audio get you? Did you like, so actually I have a different question for you. Actually, did you like the mech yeah. designs as a mech person? At first? No. no. Okay. Why? But, but then I did because, and the reason why I didn't like them at first is the reason why I like them now is because they don't look like mechas technique. Like they, they, I don't know how it's possible, but they anima, anim, made them anim, more anime. The like the mechas, like if you look at mechs in most things, they're still like Western robots mm-hmm. or like, or actually I wouldn't say that because Japanese Eastern culture does a lot of, a lot of robots, but it's like, it's still n- nearly based in realism. Like they look like, You'd think um, uh, a mech would be built if they were built in real yeah. life, but in Gurren Lagann they look silly as hell and they look anime yeah, as hell. Yeah, they have giant faces like, on them. They have like animal yeah. features on them as well. They are they are yeah, like really pushing like that them. realism of that like quote unquote mech design. 
yeah, it was it was my bias to the previous mechs that I seen is why I didn't like them at first. But then I was like, no, who cares if they don't look like the other yeah. mechs? Like, I really like the look of like, them. So it's it's gonna again. I don't know if anyone out there has, has seen Evangelion, but the faces of the mechs in this show remind me a little bit of the faces they do on Evangelion. Like yeah. the weird, like again, like the bodies of the Eva units look like normal human beings, but the faces have these like weird animalian sort of textures on them and i feel like that's one thing that i thought when i saw i also like everybody's like glass like sunglasses yeah the main yeah the, well, so what are the main like i've forgotten the names All of the right. characters i'm so, terrible with so names. we're gonna transition so into guy. my my thoughts after this so the main character is shimon or simon if you i think you yep. watch the dub so i didn't like him at first mm-hmm. most people don't like him the when con- they first watch the show the contrast with what's the other main dude kamina Kamina, they work, like, later, like, half spoilers for later on, they team up, like, properly later on. I'm not going to say how, but all how they set it up in that first episode where, like, he has abilities, the the main character, but then the support guy, like, is an amazing support guy because he's all, like, if you can't believe in yourself, believe in the me, the version of me that believes in you and yeah. stuff like that. It's, like, believe, super Yeah, believe in the Kamina that believes in you, yeah. Um, so like individually those characters kind of don't really work by themselves, but man, they are amazing characters that build off and work off each other. And like, Oh, they're, they're great. They're a great foil. Definitely. And then the last character of the main three is Yoko. So you have Kamina, Shimon and And Yoko. Yoko. And back to what you were saying before, Kamina feels to me like a main character, but they kind of turn it on its head and make Shimon the main character in this show. So, yeah. So my thoughts as someone who has watched the entire series multiple times, I think this is my third time watching it. Um, I love it. And the more I watch it, the more I like really appreciate it. So it's been a while since I've watched it last and I completely forgot about that first, that like little scene in the beginning where it shows like the, the space battle and stuff like that completely, completely did not remember that as like an intro to the show. Um, but yeah, like one thing that stood out to me, and I, I want to know if this stood out to you as well, is the uh, color schemes of the characters. So if you remember, Kamina is, he has blue hair. He's got blue, orange, and red yeah. in his color schemes. Because his tattoos are blue exactly. as well. Exactly. Yeah. like they? his main color is blue. And then Shimon is red, and his, or- his glasses are blue with an orange tint. So again, we have yeah. blue, blue, orange, and red. And then we have Yoko, who's, who's red and orange. So all the colors together complement. And then I think her gun is blue. So almost all the main characters yeah. have those, those main color schemes. Same color. But they're, 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 they're variances of each other. So they're all a little bit shifted. So like Kamina's main color is blue and orange. Shimon's main colors are red and blue. And then you have Yoko, whose main colors are red and orange. But they each of them have like a sharing color with one another. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like, like as a character designer, I feel like that's super interesting. And I feel like even though they all share like some color, they all stand out in a really cool way. And I think that's my favorite part of the show. Even looking back after like a multiple watch, like my favorite part of these or of this series is just the character designs and the color schemes because they really do stand out to me. Um, oh no, you don't meet him in the first episode, so don't worry. All right. There's a character that like, I kind of want to do a feature down the line. That's just like characters that could only exist in anime. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the guy who helps fix the mechs ah, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like so that. So that's in a later episode. So yeah. So yeah. But God, yeah. Even characters like him, I know we're going a bit in the future, but even characters like him, I love, I really love his character. I, I love when an anime has a character like him, like the weirdo, nearly clown kind of like ambiguous sexuality yeah. character. And the thing, and this will be my last thing before we go into like full spoilers, but, or actually we're going to hit a commercial before that. But my, one thing that I completely forgot about is, or like, I guess my brain didn't remember is the comedic undertones. Like, yeah. like after watching the entire show, I don't really think that much about the comedic undertones of the show, but after watching this first episode, like that's like a big hallmark of this episode is the comedy of it. Like there's a bunch of goofy moments and there's a bunch of silly moments. And then once the real action starts, it like, you completely forget about the comedic parts. You know what I mean? Like you get Mm. lulled into a false sense of security with this comedic part 
or the comedy of it. And then the second the action starts, you're like, whoa, we're in there. Like there's a complete tonal shift halfway through this episode. And I think mostly throughout the series as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited. Overall, did you like it? Yes or no? Yeah, I really loved oh, that's it. That's great. I'm glad. I, the, as my only negative, I, yeah, I wish it was something I watched when I was younger. Though. Really? You wish you watched this at an earlier age? Why? Why, why is that? Yeah, so I can appreciate it more. Ah, I don't know. Okay, it's, okay. It's, it's, it still has aged just a bit, mm-hmm. and only I can only tell because I've watched so much anime, and it's, it's not as bad as Dragon Ball Super. Mm. Like, that is a, an anime out of its time. Okay. I've I've had discussions with that on 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 Twitter. Yeah, the, I I really love and hate Dragon Ball Super. Okay. It's an anime that's made for the '90s, and it's getting made now. And it's just it doesn't fit with how good anime is these mm. days. Okay, I can kind of see where you're coming from, but but it's not it's not that bad. Gurren Lagann and I would still advise people to watch now. Like it really is good, but it's sh- I wish I watched it around the times with Naruto and. All those kind of yeah. things. And one when I started One Piece and all nice. that. So before we get into spoilers, I'm going to do like my, my re- not review, but like my feelings on it. So I watched this show at like the perfect time. So Nato says that he wished he watched it earlier. I watched it like at the exact perfect time. I, I think it was just out of college. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I like was like sad. It was like this moment where I felt very down, right? And this show is like a kick in the ass. Or at least it was to me where I was like, oh, I got to go do that thing. I got to go out. I got to go and like pursue my dreams. And I feel like that is one of the reasons why it's so important to me is because it hit me right at that perfect moment where I was like unsure of myself. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I feel like, again, we talked before about this being like a manly show. I feel like that's one way that it can kind of transcend that like manly attitude is that like to me, the show is like about dreams and about like pursuing your ideals and yeah. that theme even comes like through. Like trying, trying to reach the ceiling. Exactly. And that theme even comes through in that first episode where it talks about like, you know, pushing forward. Where they literally have like not a metaphorical ceiling, a but a real ceiling. ceiling that they're trying to break exactly, through. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I feel like this show hit me at the like exact perfect time where I was like really unsure and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And now, I, like after watching this first episode, I'm like, man, this is an awesome show. But it doesn't hit me in that same emotional way because I, I I know what I want to do. I know what I'm doing now. So I feel like I wish kind of like the way you wish that you uh, saw it at an earlier time. I wish that I saw this when I was younger, like maybe in like, like first year of high school and I would be way more excited to watch it. But it just so happens it caught yeah, me. That's, yeah, that's what I mean. Like the times I was watching one uh, when Naruto and One Piece started when I was in like, yeah, just, just starting high yeah. school. Like it, it really is that like young boyish unsure what's the name shonen yeah. yeah yeah shonen but like I caught it on like the other end too like I was like coming out of college but it still hit me at that perfect moment but but yeah like if they should like show this at like motivational speaking seminars or whatever just show this <laughs> one episode um, but yeah so if, if you can't tell I loved the show it's one of my favorite shows of all time and I feel like. It is the perfect show to watch if you feel unsure about yourself, if you are unsure of, like, your dream or your place in the world. I feel like this is, like, one of those shows that you can definitely watch and feel, like, super motivated to go out there and do whatever you want to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Believe in me who believes in you. And, like, that's a – we're going to talk more about that quote, but that's, like, one of my favorite quotes, especially as someone who, like, has very close friends and, like, super talented friends that they know, like – who are super unsure of themselves as well. It's like, yeah, don't, don't believe in yourself. Believe in me because I have full confidence that you can do whatever you want to do. So, yeah. Yeah. And again, like when you, when that quote is said, uh, Yoko goes, what the hell does that even mean? But like the main characters in the show are like, yeah, let's do what I believe. Like, and it, and that's kind of like how I see the show is that, yeah, it says some stupid stuff, but like if you buy into it, if you buy into the anime-ness of it, then you can really get a lot from this show. Yeah. yeah. Most definitely. But on that note, we are going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with full spoiler thoughts on episode one of Gurren Lagan. We'll be right back. Hey there, listener. Thank you so much for checking out A Plus Anime. If you like the show, there are more like it on OKBeast.com. You should check out the OKBeast OK podcast where Ian and Blessing talk video games and more. Also, check out the OKBeast OK YouTube channel for all the nerdy content that your heart can possibly take. Thank you for listening, and suck mod. 
All right, and we are back talking about full spoilers of Gurren Lagan, and I'm here with Nato. So, Nato, what are some spoiler thoughts? Me? Me? Ore? Um, but what are your thoughts <laughs> about Gurren Lagan? Full spoilers, go for it, buddy. Ooh. Um, now, again, to, be, no to clarify, this is full spoilers of the first episode. First episode, first episode, yeah, so I don't get crazy. Um... Yeah, it's awesome. So it starts with him like doing his doing his duty to get mole steaks, drilling away. He finds the key. God, that when he finds that key, that's cool. Like just the sound that that wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. And that sound that sound comes back for like a lot of episodes. Yeah, like the energy it, essentially is like that's what that sound yeah. is. The male energy. Yeah, exactly. Is what I've. But I've kind of established it is like every time he's like being a, oop, a burp, um, a bit of a wuss. He's like it, it has no energy in that thing, and then so I think it's got to do with his like bravado and male like yes and stuff like that. Yeah, so, kind of. Um, yeah, like as someone who's it, watched the entire se- series, like yeah, it's kind of like that, but not really. It's hard to explain. You need to watch the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but that, that's what I've gathered uh, at the moment. And then, yeah, eventually he finds. Oh, what is the little one called? Is that Lagan or is that Gurin? Uh, that is Lagan. Yeah, yeah, Lagan. Yeah. So what? Well, yeah, so the mini mecha that they eventually l- label. Yeah, because their because their Lagan. team name is Dai Gurin, which is yeah. like the team Gurin, and then. But then he yeah because he but when half spoilers when he. Uh, when another mech comes into the into the fray, fray doesn't he doesn't he call that one Gurin? Well, again, so it's yeah, Gurin is the name of their team. If you remember, like yeah. the group, uh, there's like the four yeah, other guys, the, the little bunch of bandits. yeah, their team Gurin, and then that that mm. like small mech that he calls it Gurin Lagan because and I think Yoko asks like, what does Lagan mean? He goes, I don't know, it's just a name. So like, yeah, yeah and then I think he he calls another like he like once more people start showing up, he like starts adjusting the name. Okay, so that's actually a good point that we can bring up. Just like his little like group that he has at the start, when they all get captured and they all like bail on yeah. him, and he like instantly turn like says like, "Nope, I don't want any friend that will turn their back on me, no matter the situation." Yeah. Can I tell and, you? Like, can I tell you that 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 scene more than any other scene is yeah. like so indicative of who Kamina is and like it like. I was thinking, I was in the mindset of like someone who had never seen the show before, right? And I saw that scene, I was like, oh my God, Kamina's scary. Like, no, that is me. That is 100% yeah. me. If, it, like, I, I, friends can do anything, but as soon as they turn, like, abandon somebody, I'm done with you. Damn. 100%. Damn, NATO. That is me. Yeah, that is my one thing that, like, if you do as a friend, I'm. I, I don't care. You can betray, lie, steal, and stuff. Can like I that. murder a man? Can I kill a man? And then we're so cool. Look, uh, I I I will be there for you. But like, yeah, if you turn your if like you abandon somebody, that's like. All right, we're gonna we're gonna walk with me here for all right, a second. I'm gonna sec. walk with you. I I I'm, I I always get into Twitter de- de- uh, debates. On this, there's another show back in the the 2000s called The OC. Oh, okay. So we're gonna compare anime to The OC. Yes. All right. All yes. Right. At the end, at the end of season one of OC, the character named Seth that like a lot of people love. He, when everyone's having a lot of troubles, he kind of like is one of those person that brings their problems onto themselves and is like, oh this is all affecting me, but, and all that. And he ends up getting on a boat and like sailing all the way from California or, well, he gets, makes it all the way up to uh, Seattle or Portland and then goes and abandons everybody. And that's at the point where I, no matter what that character does on that show, I will, he will never regain my, like my faith in him and stuff like, cause at the moment when everybody needed him, he hopped on a boat and sailed away. And that is exactly how I feel with Kamina in that scene. Like, soon as soon as they ba- bailed on him, done. You're out of my life. There's no way to redeem because I want a friend that if the chips are down, I want to know that you have my back. That's like, I want faith in you. And if you've abandoned me once, how could I ever know that you won't abandon me again? 
Yeah. No, that's, that's definitely a common thing to say. And so you're yeah. saying that you connected with that statement, like that part of the episode. You really did connect with that. That's when he, he uh, and I was like, ching, I love this cat. Like, he's a bit of an idiot. Like, he, he, he's, he lets his pride get in his way a lot. But then again, that's me as mm-hmm. well. Like, ask any of, like, especially my girlfriend. My pride gets in my way way too much. So maybe he is a lot more like me, more and more like me than I think. So I really like that guy. You really connected with him. So do you have any other spoiler thoughts besides, yeah. like, just this connection you had with Kamina, or...? Um, just, just that symbolism that we talked about a little bit, of, like, that breaking the ceiling, because they literally... It's not a symbol in that episode. They make it literally a ceiling because they live in that underground world to, like, break through into the unknown and, like, to... F- Fight, fight the unknown and your your fears and stuff like that to break into your dreams to break through the ceiling. I just love that. It's such a beautiful first episode. I completely agree with you. And again, like I said before, this show does have a lot of those male undertones to it. And yes, with that, right, breaking through that wall, it kind of transcends to this whole different thing where it's more about like dreams and like living your best life and what you're willing to do to, to succeed. And I feel like that's really my favorite part about it is that that symbolism of, OK, so, you know, Kamina, like you said, Kamina is kind of stupid, but he's a character that fully believes in himself and pushes as hard as he can to get what he wants. And he believes in the people around him and they just work really well together. And I think that, you know, through teamwork and through believing in yourself, you can like push through that barrier and really be all you can be. So I have a lot of like little notes that they're not necessarily spoilers for the rest of the the season. Yeah, I was hoping you would have a lot because like on the episodes that we covered things that I really, really loved, you let me talk a lot. So that's why I was happy that this is why... For season two, this is the first thing I wrote on the list. I was like, I want to hear your thoughts on this anime. Okay, so strap in, boys. So, again, like I said before, I have, like, a bunch of notes. I'm going to go through each of these thoughts and just, like, we can talk about them. So, again, I did not remember the beginning part before the intro scene. Like, that little vignette, essentially, before the title yeah, like scene. The, the, like, space galactic, like, battleship. Did not remember with that. With the mecha yeah, and did stuff. not yeah. remember that at all. Like, I have zero recollection of that. Um, and then I, I had some, some thoughts about the music, the music in the underground right after that intro scene is like very somber, very relaxed. And, uh, I don't know if you played undertale. Did you NATO? No, not yet. I'm waiting for, I'm going to get it on. Okay. Okay. So that, that music, and if anyone out there has played undertale, that music in the underground reminds me a lot of music in undertale, like this just somber, relaxing sort of music. Um, Again, I mentioned before, I forgot about the comedic undertones in the beginning of the show. And I wrote down here, I said, youth, the youth breaking free is a big theme in this episode. And uh, yeah, that, that is the other thing. Like you mentioned male a lot, but it's really like youth and nearly like, oh, what's it? What is the famous? What's guys sensei? Oh, like spring of youth shall bloom or something. Yeah. yeah. That that's that is why now it kind of connects it a bit better for me. This is why I wish I could have watched it as a younger person because it is like inspiring youth to like live your dreams and stuff. Like that. I'm not saying that like cause I'm nearly thirty now, so like n- my life's not over. But like, there's so much more opportunity you have as a youth, and a- as a youth, you kind of sometimes squander that because you're like, oh, I got time, I got time. And then, yeah, you get 30 and you're like, damn it, I wish I did all these cool things when I was young. Mm -hmm. And it's like, as you said, inspiring that first episode and probably continues like youth and manlyism and stuff like that. Yeah, manliness and all that. Um, But yeah, so I also didn't remember the scene with Shimon and the cave-in. So apparently one of the reasons why Shimon is so afraid of you know, breaking free and all that stuff is because when he was younger, his parents uh, were killed during an earthquake because the, like their cave section caved in and that's what pushed him to become a digger. And that's what pushed him or that's what makes him continue to just dig and dig and dig and not question anything is because of this fear. Cause yeah, there's like that symbolism. Cause he like digs further down that he wants to get further away, away from the ceiling yeah. and stuff. So like yeah, that. again, like I'm going to, this is going to be mostly about like symbolism, right? So when that happened, I thought, okay, so the fear of death 
and like the death of his parents is what's preventing him from doing anything. And there's a big scene where the earthquake starts and he's, he's telling the Kamina, you know, someone he cares about, he's saying like, you know, Kamina, we need to get out of here. We need to leave. We need to leave. And then Kamina is like, what are you talking about? It's just an earthquake. And he's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And then Kamina like hugs him close and says like, like, don't worry. It's like, it's, it's almost over. Like everything's going to. Yeah. I'm here yeah. for you. Man. I love his character. I really yeah, do. And like, again, I don't remember that scene because I mean, this is the first episode, right? And it's just like it's such a tender moment of like this friend helping again, like older brother, younger brother sort of thing where he's like, oh, I completely forgot about this fear you had. Don't worry about it. We'll we'll get through this together. It's not a big deal. And that symbolism of, you know, Kamina is like someone who doesn't fear anything. And then Shimon, who has this like fear of death and losing people close to him. Right. And that becomes kind of like the meta narrative of this episode is that, okay, so, you know, Shimon is afraid of death. He's afraid of losing the people he cares about. And that's what motivates him to, you know, fight, to fight this big mech, even though he knows he probably can't win. And that's what helps him summon the strength to push forward. And I didn't really understand that meta narrative until I watched it again, until I like actually like wrote down notes and thought about it more. And you know, the, the fear of death shouldn't prevent you from going on and, and continuing your life at the best possible way. Um, and then again, I, I wrote down some other notes, like, does the cave represent, like, Japan as a whole? Like, the youth and the elders in conflict, the elders wanting to maintain uh, the status quo, and the younger people wanting to move forward towards a new path, like, above, essentially. And I, I don't know if you can comment on this, because, again, I know you've traveled to Japan, but I don't know to what extent you know about, like, Japanese culture or whatever. So, again, that was just a thought, a thought of mine. Like, maybe this is supposed to be, again, like, some sort of, like, weird, not weird, but, like, this sort of, like... Yeah, nearly, like, that celery man kind of, like, sediment, like, especially Japan. Yeah, it's all, like, this is your life, this is how you act. Because, like, a lot of anime and, like, Japanese pop culture, these... Well, it started a while ago. Like, it's that, like, breaking away from the man. That's yeah. like, oh, what are they called? The K-Boys? or J-Boys? You know, like, the ones that look like punks and stuff oh, like uh, that? Oh, Rockabillies. Like, the Bonchos or yeah, whatever? Yeah, and stuff like that. It's just... It's just it, yeah, all of it's just, like, that fight against that celery man kind of mentality that Japan is, like, so... Entr- like Entrenched in, yeah. Cemented in. Yeah, entrenched yeah. in and stuff like that. So, yeah, because you can see that as, like... Uh, I, did he even have a name, the the chief? Uh, I think they just I called him. I think they, just, they just called him chief. I think. Yeah, like he's that. Like, no, you stay away from the ceiling. Stay away from the ceiling. Dig, dig, dig. Kind of like symbolism of like Japanese uh, culture of like you go to work, you come home. Yeah, and that's and it. And you go back exactly, to work yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I was I was thinking no about that. I was thinking about maybe like maybe that's the the cave is supposed to represent Japan, and like each person is supposed to represent like a salary man sort of thing. But again, that's it's all speculation. I'm not sure exactly what it could mean. Um, and then uh, some of the other notes I wrote down here uh, is like, does the surface represent heaven? And this episode is supposed to kind of play off of the fact that like people fear death. That like the surface is supposed to be like the afterlife essentially. And Kamina is someone that doesn't fear death and he just wants to be back with his, his father that he mentioned, you know, like, Oh, my father has seen yeah. the service. My father's in heaven. I want to see my father, uh, et cetera. I, I, again, not sure exactly if that's what it means, but it's just like something I was thinking about during the episode. And then I wrote down at the bottom, the service in this, in this singular episode could mean so many things. It could be your potential. It could be death. It should be, it could be heaven. It could be your ideals. It could be your dreams. And pretty much what Shimon and Kamina represent are like, groups of people that are willing to work together and push through like the things holding them back to get to that next step. Like, okay. So if it's potential, you work together, you believe in yourself to gain that potential. If it's death, if it's death, then, you know, you believe in yourself to live your best possible life with no regrets so that when you do die, not dying alone and stuff like that, having a friend. Yeah, exactly. Be with you in, in the end and stuff. Yeah. So again, like, there's tons of symbolism in this episode and I really loved it. And especially after watching the entire episode to go back to this first episode and see the humble beginnings of what the show actually is. And then see finally what it becomes. If I like, if I was to watch the final movie or whatever, it's, it's so crazy to think about how far the show has come 
and like all the symbolism within the show. And I loved it. So I'm going to give it a grade of, of A plus is like one of my favorite anime of all time. It, it got me back into anime after being out the game for a long time. So I uh, mean, I just love it. I recommend anyone to like keep watching. Yeah, I'm going to give it an A. Not the plot. Like if I, as I said, if I saw it as a, a lot, this, I, I, I can't exactly po- point to the exact thing that makes me feel like it's for a younger audience, but like, yeah, it just, I wish I saw it as a younger person, but damn, it's still so good to watch even now as the age I am now. So I'll give it all that credit that it's still good at this age, that it's not, it doesn't look like it's made for my kind of age. Cool. All right. So I'm glad you liked it. So everybody, that has been our 12th episode of a plus anime. Now, remember, if you have any feedback, tweet us at OKBeastNow with the hashtag A plus anime, or you can email us at ian at OKBeast.com. And of course, if you have a minute, leave us a review on iTunes because it helps other people find the show so we can talk about anime. So, Nato, do you have any other final thoughts before we go? Uh, no. I, uh, do we want to announce what next week's Well, that's your is? job, so you got to do your job, Nato. <laughs> All right. Get, get your boxing gloves out, ring that bell, because we are going into the ring with one of probably... This is one of my animes that's like, it's in my top, but it's not something I tell people to listen or like watch, because it's just something I like for myself. I don't know if, it, if people have a TV show or an anime or a movie that's just like, I don't really care if other people watch like this. Like this one's for like me. I, I do, yeah, this one's for me, but... I want you to watch this because you're my buddy and I want you to understand the stuff I like. So we're watching Hajime no Ippo. Hajime no Ippo. I'm pretty sure. Hajime no Ippo. I, yeah, I slaughtered the first one. I th- overthought it way too much you're in my fine. brain. Don't so worry when about it came it. out, so Hajime it no came Ippo. out wrong. Yeah. So yeah, it's a boxing anime. It's yeah, Hajime no Ippo. So if you, if yeah. you look up. And do not, get, do not get scared off that it's a boxing anime. Yeah. Like, whew. as you've seen in, what do you call it? Uh, haiku, haiku yeah. it doesn't matter what sport it is anime makes it amazing cool all right so next week we're gonna watch hajime no ippo and until then nato what do we always say at the end of each episode love each other and watch some anime goodbye everybody bye-bye next time on a plus anime nato continues to be australian and Ian realizes he loves sports anime a little too much. What anime will they review next? Find out next time on A Plus Anime.